Welcome to Black and Brown, a podcast where three black guys get to share their love of bourbon. We talk about current events, we conduct interviews, and good old-fashioned shit-talking. Our hosts, Bill, Anthony, and Delvin, will keep you informed on what's going down with that brown. Welcome to the Black and Brown Podcast. I'm your man, A. Cole, with the plug, and we are getting it in. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, dog. If I'm your tour guide, we're going to be on time. Yes, sir. As always, I'm joined by my man, Dub H. Stevens, Silverback. What's, what's going on, cousin? Good to see you, brother. You too, man. Yeah, fresh, man. fresh off that road trip. We're going to hey, talk bro. about it in a minute. Oh, my goodness, man. I'm, I'm still jet lagged, man. Sheezy, but you in the building, that's cool. Yes, sir. And I'm man Delvin Joyce, the people's choice. What's the deal, fam? What's the deal indeed, dog? What's the deal? Your boy did some traveling too now. You didn't go to the West Coast though. I know, but I was with the same dude. Yeah, you were the same dude. I was with the same dude. So uh, I, so I was with the dude on the East Coast. Bill went to the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all just be balling. I know, dude. It was crazy, man. You know, that's what he said. He said, man, I, I'm I'm hanging out with the black and brown individually. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so, I was like, how did this happen? Yeah. And where was my invite? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, nah, the um the event that Devin went to, um, Choice went to was uh definitely um, upscale. It, it was I, definitely upscale, bro. I don't know, dog. Something about that whole event, the way it played out with the fiddles and the clarinet and, and the fire, I was like, wow. I hope you come back safe. Yeah, you know, um, uh, every time I think I have a handle on the game, I realize that I'm I'm just a baby. Yeah, you just, it's just. I'm just a baby. We're we, not there. It is literally, and I hate this expression, but it is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, tip of the iceberg. There, I mean, there is a whole iceberg yeah. underneath that water surface True. that we, we're not even touching. Completely True. missing. True. Completely missing. And anyway, we're going to get off topic. Yeah, we, we, got, we get it. You know, joining us today on today's when episode, we have a guest, one third of the team from Blind Drams, uh, the one who started all over on Blind Drams, a rich. Uh, you can see her on Instagram at Conservatol. Is that right? Conservatol. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to mess that up. <laughs> Amanda's joining us on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Amanda. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while, too, so it's awesome. It's awesome to see you. Yeah, it's glad to have you here. I mean, because your palate is kind of legendary. We talk about that a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have been slacking lately. I've not been catching up with you guys too much. Um, it's... I had some hearing loss back in January, uh-huh. so I've been not able to listen to things too easily. But uh, I've got new hearing aids now and uh, all set to go. Okay, so, so you're like back in the game, huh? Trying to catch up. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So, we're so getting, how's how's there. that how's that going for you? Is everything working out for you? You like um, I, getting back into your groove? It, yes, I I have a really awesome care team. I've got a, a phenomenal like hearing neurologist that I get to see now. And I actually had him. We just started filming for the new season for uh, Blind Rams a couple weeks ago, and so we had him on the first episode to talk a little bit about hearing loss and stuff. And uh, I may be nerded about out about the ears too much. Uh-huh. Forgot a bit about the whiskey, so we're gonna have to edit some stuff in. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, so we've got some some cool stuff there. But yeah, doing good. Um, hearing aids are helping a lot. And it's just a weird, weird experience. I just I never knew that there was such a thing as sudden deafness. And uh-huh. there is. It's just rare. And I was uh, one of the lucky few. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, I'm, and I'm curious. It like I've, I've always heard that like when you lose one sense, it enhances your other senses. Oh, dude, so you read my mind. So did your palate go next next level? <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't know that that's happened. Uh, I, I, I feel like I've lost some other things like along with this, uh, there's been a lot of like short term memory issues and like brain fog. Um, but I seem to be doing better now that I'm into it almost a year. So we're just, you know, 
working that out, but I don't. I, I haven't gotten any superhuman uh, abilities that I'm aware of yet. <laughs> oh, so I, I'm, so I'm you holding still, out hope, though. <laughs> so you still haven't yeah. found that marzipan note yet, then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I know. I saw the notes that you guys have for me, and I was like, oh, shoot, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do on this pop quiz you got for me. Mar- marzipan is always a tough one to crack, though. <laughs> We're glad you're doing well, though. This is uh, this is good, and welcome yeah. welcome to the pod. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the, the standard questions we like to get into. We ask our guests. You know, we like to get those out of the way, and then we'll step into some things. So, so the first one we like to ask is, what was that gateway bourbon for you that made you fall in love with the brown? So i I don't remember exactly what the first whiskeys were. Um, I know that I did uh, Jameson because, you know, we were, my husband and I, we got married in Ireland. So, Ooh, you know, oh, we wow. catch up with the, the cool the Irish stuff when uh, when you're there. So I know Jameson was definitely one of my first whiskeys that I, I remember enjoying. And I feel like I did like whiskey and cranberries or something mm-hmm. that, that was very simple, like at 21, you know. Um, but the first whiskey I remember having, and I believe it's a bourbon, um, that I was like, wow, I think I could drink this by itself was the, um, uh, angels. Um, oh, what was it? Angels envy. The, the angels. Angels. Yeah. Angels okay. The envy. port finish. Totally brain fart. Yeah. The port finish. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 And what it was, was my stepdad, a big whiskey guy had purchased the bottle for my husband for something. And my husband hates whiskey. Like <laughs> oh. hates it. And, uh, <laughs> So he was like, thanks, I think. And it's like, it's a pricey bottle. And so we, it was just in the pantry for like a year. And then one day I was like, I'm going to do something with this. And so I made like a Blackberry smash. I Ooh, remember doing that. And yeah. that actually just popped up in my memories not too long ago on Facebook. And uh, I think I drank the whole bottle like that and then just kind of like got sucked into it from from there. And so I enjoyed cocktails with whiskey, but not drinking it by itself necessarily. Wait, yeah. you drink you drink the whole bottle by yourself? I mean No, no, well, you know for the, the cocktail. Of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. we didn't have to go to any meetings. Yeah, no, no, no. We got no meetings, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you know, that's an expensive uh, cocktail bourbon though for sure. Mm. You know what I mean? So I mean I didn't know. I didn't know at the time. <laughs> I know. I I was gifted a bottle of something, and right, uh, right. we weren't drinking it, and so like, I hey, wouldn't drink it. Exactly. But the key is, would you do it all over again the same way? Probably not. I mean, <laughs> it did make a killer blackberry yeah, smash. I, so I feel like at least one of those would come out of the bottle. But, you know, maybe change it up a bit. Okay. So what's in that blackberry? Uh, was it Smash? Yeah, so it's like simple syrup. I think there might be like a squeeze of lemon, uh, blackberries muddled, um, whiskey. I think that's pretty much it. Is it? Okay, nice. Okay. Damn. I might so, have to try that one. So, so do you strain it's it out like a, when you muddle the blackberries or do you leave them in the drink when you pour it up? I mean, I leave them in because I'm lazy, but I probably <laughs> should strain them out. But I figure it's just more flavor, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like three bits at the yeah. end. Yo, blackberry is too expensive to be, to be muddling <laughs> and, and throw it out, right? <laughs> Unless you go it's non-organic. Like yeah. Yeah, the cost of the bricks yeah. going up, man. Yeah. Does your wife grow um, a blackberry? She or? does. Okay, she does. okay. Yeah, but, but we don't muddle them. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. Well, we've got two acres here in the the edge of Tennessee, and so we've got this like we're on farmland. Like there's farms all around us. My neighbor across the street, you may hear them 
we, he has cows and miniature donkeys oh. um, right out my window. And so we've got like this fencing that comes around our yard and it, we've just planted every year like uh, raspberries and blackberries. So they just grow up on the on the railings. So oh, okay. you can just go so out there. The bounty from the land. Yeah. Okay. That's so, dope. I mean, so do you know much about it's, farming and anything? I mean, since you're out there? No. no. Oh, okay. Because, you know, Not you know, you know, uh, you know. Um, I've seen like these these uh, miniature donkeys in in cow fields, and I'm just kind of war- you know wondering like why they're why they out there just for aesthetic. Pre- yeah, okay. All right, I was just wondering. Um, I believe I was told at one point that they do the the donkeys. You'll always have donkeys in with your livestock because they are so aggressive to anything trying to harm them. Uh, like, if you have, like a coyote come by or something. Gotcha, like, gotcha. Out of them. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, think okay. I, I think I heard that too. They're like oh, yeah. natural natural guard dogs. Yeah, but but a yeah, miniature yeah. one? I mean, what? Oh, they probably hey, more feisty because they're small. Wait, wait. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, what, you, what you got against short kings, fam? <laughs> they, hey, them we, donkeys went to JMU too, camp. <laughs> we making a comeback, bro. <laughs> they make it to the league too? <laughs> <laughs> Who said a donkey can't be a duke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so Amanda, sorry, you know, we, we kinda get off on the segue sometimes. It's the first time we've seen each other in like yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Have so you um, to our podcast, it's all tangents. <laughs> oh I love it though. I love it. I yeah, wish I could get a blind dram package every once in a while. Yeah, you know what I mean? Get a guest appearance. Hey, mm. uh, I got my package. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so so the second question, um, is there any bottle you're hunting right now? Um so I don't think that there's anything I'm actively hunting. There are things that if I came across it, it was in my price point, I would love to have. Um, but having the tiny baby in the house now does not leave for a lot of cash. Um, but I got a sample of this one. It's the Midwinter's Night Dram. Oh, I think I'd love to have like a full bottle of that. Yeah. Yeah. I got one of those celebratory joints waiting to be popped. Yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. What, I'm, I'm only the on? yeah. I'm the only person on the pod that thinks it's just okay. Yeah, yeah I'm the only I one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, with your palate too. Yeah, I mean, it's no, surprising. It's just, it's just a, I mean, it's surprising. good. I mean, I mean, I have a bottle. I still. Um, you know, I still have most of it left. But, well, um, so yeah. uh, if to the listeners, get your resume ready. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, we know a guy though uh, who might be able to secure the package for us. Yeah, in, yeah. in your price range. Yeah, so, for real. All right. So yeah. we'll because uh, quiet as is kept, New England is still popping with bottles. Still popping pop with, with one less plug. <laughs> you know what? what? Still popping. Yeah, man. But your training program was a uh, was pretty thorough. Hey, and my man's taking it to new heights. Yes, sir. I mean, yes, my sir. Padawan yeah. is he's getting his level up to Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Training day. Yep. So, so Amanda, our last question that we like to ask our guests. This one is Get it, man. specifically for you mm-hmm. because early in our whiskey journey, <laughs> we put on our <laughs> whiskey journey. Tater, <laughs> tater, tater, tater alert! Tater alert! We put uh, a que- we put a question on our story, and we mm-hmm. said. What song yep. are you hearing in your glass tonight? Like, what are you hearing in your pour tonight? And you gave us an answer. You were one of the first people that responded to that. And you said, hashtag bourbon sounds like. Yep. And in that moment, yep. we were like, a star is born. Yeah. You're kind of like the originator <laughs> to that concept. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we put the que- the first time we put the question out, what are you hearing in your bottle? You said, hashtag bourbon sounds like, and we've been getting bourbon on the ear ever since. So what are you drinking tonight? And what yeah. does that bourbon sound like to you tonight? What are you getting on the ear? Okay. So what I am drinking tonight, I 
have it tucked away to the back of my cabinet so I don't drink it often. Oh, yeah. Is, is this very special bottle. Oh, oh, there it is. Wait a minute. That looks, that looks really familiar. Man, I yeah. was just out there, too. Yes. Man. You, you have to tell the listeners what that is. Yep, I've got the uh, Bainbridge Battle Point Whiskey. Uh that uh, you guys picked out. So okay. That Ichi, the Ichiro. The Ichiro. Man, that's, I had <laughs> one is. bottle, and um, I'm saving so it for a special occasion. What? Yeah, I had yeah. one bottle left. Yeah. There's maybe two, just just very few pours taken out of this. Yeah, to, uh, yeah. To um, and I don't know if you'll like my answer for on the air um, too much. I have two answers for you. So I have one that may or may not make it to the playlist. It's it's much more. Gentle, um, and then the one that I really, the answer I really want to give you is, um, it's a band called Lorna Shore, and the song is called um, "Dancing in the Flames." It's on their Pain Remains one. They did this like triple, it's it's almost like a triptych of um, songs, uh, a, a three part series of this song trilogy, I guess. Dope and just really cool, and uh, it's. Um, I, I don't. I don't think maybe I've, I've not heard any of you suggest any of the style of music, but it's definitely. <laughs> what, what kind of music is? Uh, so dancing in the flames is because the um, the, the each is one thirty one proof. Is that why? Because it's, it's, it's it, hot. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's called deathcore, and it's like where they're like screaming and like yelling. Oh, like, okay. Okay. oh okay. But, but okay, which sounds bad at first. But what? <laughs> bear with me here. Is the. Uh, this band is known for being very like they they have great melodies that underlie their music and it's very like catchy and smooth but it still has this like the surprises of like the the screaming and i did it's just it's very beautiful and um i actually have some lyrics that i pulled up here hold on oh you yeah. oh, got lyrics oh, 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 oh. you got to get bars do, do you need an instrumental just take or it to the new heights you need me to beatbox while you do this uh, oh i'm not singing it no <laughs> <laughs> another time um oh no where'd you go just scream it like they do oh see <laughs> you won't like that so the very first line in it is captivate me, become my escape. I can't look away. You're my everything. And then towards the end, it'll say, but within this expanse, I finally see a world without you isn't meant for me. And so I was like, a world without whiskey is just not uh, uh, meant for me. Oh, definitely. You know, you That's dope. So That's dope. It's a great song if you, if you like the screaming. So then I have one. It's by the same artist, the guy who sings it. Um, but it is more lyrical and melodic. Um, and so it's Will Ramos, who's the, the singer for uh, Lorna Shore. And it is his version of Chokehold, which is a cover of a, another song. And it's very, he does a lot of like clean vocals. So like not screaming, although there's a little bit of screaming in there. Mm-hmm. You know, whiskey always has that little bit of spice in it. There it is. Um, yeah. That's a great yeah, relationship. It's, yeah, but the way he sings it is he he's very clear on his notes, but he always ends them in like this crisp little like nuanced like note at the end, and it's very crisp and clean. It's a nice and finish. It's just comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, we might have and to so put some of that. How in I the, feel this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to splice yeah. that into the uh, into the show. I'll make that work. <laughs> yeah, please, please. A little scream up. I'll, I'll send you some links. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We'll get that. Yeah, that's dope. So that's what I've got. 
Dope. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I love that she's cracking the Ichiro, though. Me too. Yeah, that's dope. Me too. I mean, it's no pressure, but you know what I'm saying? That's really dope to see. It is, man. I tell you, man, that's near and dear, man. Near and dear. The one surprise of the pit. Okay, let's get to the meat and potatoes of it. You know what I mean? So, so tell us and the listeners about you know your podcast, Blind Drams, how that came about, um, and you know how it all started. Yeah. So, Blind Drams is a passion project that came out of the pandemic. I feel like a lot of people had similar things going on. Mm-hmm. True that. Mm-hmm. It uh, it started off in like a, a weird way. So, we had the first couple weeks that we had been sent home from work. You know, thinking that we're about to head back. Um, some people on some friends of mine online, um, uh, on the, on my conservation Twitter, uh, who also work in library museum heritage stuff. Um, someone made the joke that we need some cocktails that are themed around like work so they can be work related to have cocktails. Right. And so me being the smart ass that I am, I was just started like, I have no idea how to write cocktails. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even really drink too much. And so I just started writing out BS cocktails, like riffing off of like an old fashioned or like a a whiskey sour and things like that. And just giving them names that were conservation related. Like um, one of them, I do a, my take on a New York sour and I call it a tide line. And a tide line is like where you can see the water line on paper. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I did like a, I think a, a vodka martini type of thing and, and called it a B72, which is an adhesive or it can be like a barrier that you put on, like you paste over, paint over what you write on an artifact wow. to make sure it doesn't rub off. Um, so I just gave them these really very specific, like nobody outside of the industry is is going to know what the hell's going on type of thing. But I would make like a little graphic and posted them on Twitter And it would have the picture of the cocktail that I just made and then, like, the fastest, easiest, shortest, like, recipe that I could put together for it, like, bullet pointed. And uh, it just kind of took off in my super niche uh, conservation group. And uh, then I was doing it. I think every night I would come out with a new cocktail. And it came to the point where I was, like, at one point I was just realizing that I was enjoying more of the whiskey-based stuff than anything else. And... So then I just started getting more and more whiskey based. And then I was joking around with my sister and dad. And I was like, man, I want to start a whiskey podcast just to be able to drink whiskey, have an excuse to drink whiskey and Absolutely. joke with people. And Amber's like, I'll do it. And I was like, you don't even like whiskey. And she goes, I don't care. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. I'll have to find somebody else. And so I, one of my friends, Mary Beth, who we finally a year ago, I think, just met for the first time in person. We've known each other for maybe 10 years um, through, like, a mom group on Facebook. We were pregnant. It was a due date group. Wow. Oh, okay. We That's, okay. I got first you. First babies together. And uh, so that was that was fun. Yeah. And uh, so they're like, yeah, I'd love to do that, but I don't know anything about whiskey. And I was like, great. This, this sounds like a great way to start off a whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I, by that time, I think I had found you guys. Um, you, you were brand new, I think, at the point. And uh, then you had Marianne Eves on, and I, mm-hmm. I listened to that episode because I had already had this in the works, like this idea, and I just kind of was like vacillating back and forth, like should I, shouldn't I? And then uh, I reached out to you guys. I actually pulled up the the message earlier today to reread it, oh, and um, yeah, I was I was like, hey, uh, you know, you guys are awesome or whatever, and <laughs> you know, I was thinking about starting my own podcast. Do you have any advice? And you guys gave me some advice. 
And uh, I was laughing today after reading it because I was like, well, shit, I didn't follow any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, quiet as a scale, we probably don't either. (laughs) (laughs) No, here it is. I was like, hey, it's totally random, but I thought I might uh, get some of your advice. I have two of my close girlfriends who I've jokingly talked about starting a whiskey podcast with. We're all completely new to loving whiskey, but after hearing your episode with Marianne tonight, I'm more motivated to get some ladies' voices out there. Any advice for starting a podcast? And so you guys said, yeah, just, you know, do it. And then the main key is consistency. And I was like, well, shit. (laughs) That's literally the thing I'm worst at. You know, I'm major ADHD. Uh, So the passion is there and all that is there. I just need someone to, you know, get behind me and say, come on, you need to get this out there. I think that's the hardest part people don't realize. Like when you start it, right, you have like this grandiose idea of like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do, but then it comes so much work, right? Oh, it's so much work. And then you kind of locked into what you have to do. Right. You know, you know, you know, know, this is all a hobby for us, right? Right. You have a nine to five, we have nine to five. So, you know, you're squeezing this in between family events and everything else, man. And, and it become, you know, like you said, a chore. Yeah. I mean, you should have seen us all trying to get here tonight. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. unless somebody comes through and cuts a check and be like, yo, this is what you got to do. I yeah. mean, it's still going to be like, exactly. yo, we, we like hustling for yeah, it. Yeah, man, it's hustle, man. But, you know, it's, it's fun, though, because I dope. think, um, you, know, uh, you know, being in this whiskey space, you know, you get to you know, rub elbows and get to certain events that you never would otherwise, right? It's yeah. wild. It's wild, man. Because, you know, I mean, you know, Choice and I had some experiences last week or so that, um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm serious. It's like, if we hadn't done this, there's no way I would be in that room. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, but it's been great, but it, it is a lot of work. And you made a lot of friends. Yes, and, make a lot of friends. And, and I, I am surprised to hear that you guys just met Mary Beth IRL. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have thought you yeah. guys were old friends. Yeah. yeah. And what I love about the podcast is that you are giving them whiskey knowledge, mm-hmm. but I would also imagine that they teach you some things, right? There's some things that you have learned taking them through yeah. that process. So I guess, what, what would you say has been the biggest surprise for you um, taking them on that whiskey journey with you? Yeah. So I think some of the fun things that I've gotten from them is like, first of all, I was just shocked at how quickly they picked up drinking the whiskey neat and like because they went from i i think mary beth she was only drinking like the um was it the jim beam the peach flavored stuff Mm. Uh, wow okay had never had whiskey neat ever when we started the podcast so that first sip for her was pretty much the first time that she'd ever had it neat um, and so it, it's to me been really interesting to see how quickly they developed a palette and um, from that first episode um, until now. And we were talking about it last weekend. We had like a little birthday celebration and uh, we were, you know, making old fashions. And uh, my sister was just like, you know, I used to want to sit out here by the on the dock next to the boat and like drink some wine, but now I just I just really want an old fashioned. (laughs) 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 Wow! But I think I've tried some like some of the some of the cocktails I think that are coming up this season. I've gotten a little bit more inventive with um, because I think. Um, they've kind of showed me how adept they are at trying new things. Um, so in, in different like flavor profiles. So like we have a, it's kind of my riff on like a fig old fashioned on the first episode. And, um, so that's kind of cool. And just talking about whiskey is like, because when you're 
tasting these things and writing it down, like it sounds one way in your head. And then when you're doing it, you know, with a group, you get different input and, you know, just flavor profiles are like, oh yeah, I guess you would. Yeah. I guess I could see that. Or, you know, just riffing with them has been kind of, kind of cool and taught me a lot about, you know, tasting and teaching people about tasting has been interesting and, um, just the parts of the podcast that they're the most interested in. Uh, they really want the history sections to come back uh, more aggressively like I had in the first couple episodes. I was like, so much work. Um, but yeah, like, I think I've done a lot more research into things because I know that they're going to throw oddball questions at me. Um, and so I feel like I got to be prepared. (laughs) So just, I don't know if that answered the question, really, but it's like, it's weird off the wall things that I'll pick up from them. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. So, you know, you know, um, uh, you know, I really enjoy the way you go through your tasting notes when it comes to whiskey. Um, you know, and to, like your 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 tasting notes are very um, um, elaborate. It? Elaborate. Yes, yeah. exactly. Elaborate. And so, you know, can you take us through that? I mean, can you take us how how you get there? Because, I mean, you I mean, you know, I've seen some reviews that you've done and your descriptors have, have been like just, you know, mind blowing to me. So how do you get there? And poetic. Right? Yeah, poetic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she got bars. Um, so <laughs> thanks. Um, my answer to that is I don't really know um i <laughs> so that's a true I artist question you know what i mean you know i mean i mean, I mean answer i mean you know that's yeah. a true artist answer because you know you're like oh, i um, just you know i just kind of get there right? i i attribute it i think a lot to um i worked in the food industry a lot oh, okay um, here, we go. here we go so one of the jobs that i had was i worked at a um a wine restaurant so it was like a japanese infusion wine forward restaurant and so we got to have a lot of like wine connoisseurs and stuff come in and they were always very pretentious and you know as as the big wine drinkers are and uh so you got to learn how to taste wine from them and with them and um, i had a friend who was training to be a sommelier that also worked there so we would do wine tastings and try and out taste each other, like see who could get the most flavor uh, profiles from whichever wine and then guess which region it was from and things like that. So we did a lot of blind tasting um, of wine together. And um, I think that's kind of where it started. Okay. Then, so, you, all right. So you have a wine background because I didn't realize that. So that, that, that makes a lot of sense then. Okay. I didn't either. Yeah. yeah. Just just playfully, like it. my right. friend was the one that was like studying up for it. And because she was studying it and needed someone to study with her, I was like, if I have an excuse to drink wine that I don't have to buy, hell yeah, I'm going to help you out. <laughs> so we would go to these like wine bars where they give you like a card and a glass and you just go and hit the button and it'll give you like two ounces of wine at a time. And so the that wine bar particularly wanted to hire her, so they'd give her the free card all the time. So yeah. she'd bring me over to like the expensive kiosk and like right. for my birthday, she was like, Here you go, here's a glass of wine. And it was like, This is the most amazing thing I've ever tasted. And she goes, Guess how much that glass is, you know? And it was like three pours of um a, an expensive wine. It ended up being like ninety dollars just for the glass or something. Wow. It was nuts. Wow. But uh it was like a thirty year old wine or whatever. It it was just crazy. So do you um, like, okay, so you, since you, you know, so your background is, is in wine, do you like, like, wine-finished whiskey? Do you like, like, you know, bourbon-finished and wine cask? I mean, is that something that you gravitate towards? Yeah. Um, I, 
I do. I'm usually conf- not confused by them, but there's like something like off with them, not in a bad way, but yeah. it just, it's like, it feels like these two things are together that I normally don't have together and it's pleasant, but it's just one of those, like, I don't know if I want my whiskey and my wine together. Like I kind of like, interesting, which is weird. Cause I like the New York sour is one of my favorite uh, cocktails. Fantastic. And a New York uh, is a whiskey sour with a float of red wine on top. Yeah. But I do I feel like there's a time and a place for the the wine and port finished ones, but I think if I'm sitting down to drink a whiskey, I enjoy like the full whiskey flavor. If that makes sense, yeah, oh, it, it makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was yeah. just gonna say that like I feel like a lot of things that people are gravitating to right now yeah. are, are finished. Yeah, right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's and it's it is kind of nice to hear somebody say that they like just the whiskey, straight yeah. bourbon whiskey, right? Yeah. Just yeah. straight bourbon whiskey. I just want steak on my steak. <laughs> just steak on my steak. <laughs> yeah. That's now, it. now, Amanda, you are in Tennessee. Um, yes. you, are you partial to Tennessee whiskey or Kentucky whiskey? Oh, I'm going to get in trouble here. Um, I no, you're not. We got actually, your back. <laughs> I, I feel like I am not partial to any of them. I really enjoy all of the whiskeys. I, I love rye. I love Tennessee whiskey. I love bourbon. I, I love the Kentucky stuff. I, I just, I I couldn't. It's like we we know you love child. all your kids, blah blah blah. But, but which, which one's one your you favorite? Like? Come yeah, on, which kids you your got favorite? a favorite? <laughs> I go if if it's I'm I'm out currently, but the one that I will grab probably the most often is the Tennessee whiskey, and I think it's because I just I fucking love uh, Uncle uh, yeah Uncle Nearest nice. so much. It's like one of my top favorites. In fact, this weekend I'm going to be going to their balloon festival. Oh yeah, Fawn yeah. um, yeah. so, yeah. is launching yeah. that. She's so, killing the marketing right now. Dude, I love her. I just work. I do no wrong. I love her so much. So, which one though? I mean, is it with eighteen sixty five? Is that the one you go to, or is the eighteen eighty four? Or um, the eighteen sixty five. Okay, I, think of I have course. a slight, slight per- preference over that yeah, one. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> liberation pour. Yeah, no, <laughs> Well, I'd love to try the 1820. I've just not found oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, the get, bottle yeah, I Get in line. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's looking so, for that single barrel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I tried it this weekend. So, so, so okay. you talked about you talked about Marion Eves earlier. Um, and you went through the Eves Blind program, right? I did, yeah. So, I was in the inaugural group. So the first the first set. Okay, okay. So so cool. So so what were some of the takeaways from that program and how do you think it benefit you like to up where you are now? I loved it so much. And yeah. If I could do it again, I would. But Tennessee is stupid in that its shipping laws for alcohol are still in prohibition era. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We live in so a, a state as well. So I get it. We, we had a lot of trouble getting the boxes shipped to me. Um, but had that not been the case, um, I, I think I was just in awe over the science that she brought to it because I am a huge science nerd like no well, man and, i imagine that I, I mean you know you work um, in a library so i mean you know I can go figure honestly, she got a bourbon bookshelf uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so dope, i think though. i actually have one that's like oh no that's a drunken botanist i thought i had i have doctors and distillers up there too i thought i had a science one it doesn't matter but <laughs> the uh <laughs> like i said tangents um 
So I, so the science that she brought to it was fascinating because she brought in like not only the tasting notes, but she brought in like the crazy things that you wouldn't think of. So like the chemical breakdown of whiskey and the chemical breakdown of the water that they used to cut the whiskey and like where it was from. And they had a full like alkaline test and like a flavor profile of the water that they used. And it it was nuts. Actually, I brought some of the the bottles here to show you Um, because I have some here. So she would give like two you'd get two bottles here. So a bigger one that was like a blend and then you'd get a a smaller one that was a single and then it would just have like, see if you can see that. Yeah. Um, Like a, like a code and then I have like the proof and whatnot. And just for our listeners, the bottle is completely blacked out. Yeah. Like a matte, it's like a matte black. You can't see anything inside the bottle. It is sexy. Yeah. It is Um, sexy. I know, and on the front, it's oh, got wow. the used blind logo. Oh, that's dope. It's fancy, and I like the way they made it casual. go down into like a pyramid yeah, with the letter. Yeah, yeah. The, her marketing is yeah. on point. The branding is dope. Oh. Undefeated. But with with each box, you would get numbered water mm. as well, and so you would you could taste the waters that she had sent in there. To, like that she test, tested them with and then it came with like its own like water dropper so you could add like a drop at a time <laughs> that is this next oh, level wow. stuff man yeah. and then like the black yep. uh, Glen Cairns yeah. with her logo etched in the bottom and oh, you can't tell but the you, when Baller. you have the whiskey in here you can that's the only place you can see the whiskey color through is like through her logo the Wesley yeah. Snipe Glens dog yeah, that's dope <laughs> it's crazy it's the Wesley Pipes it was like four boxes of of uh, four, four four shipments, and um, it was it was crazy. So just the amount of information that she had per whiskey, and then per water, and then like going into the history of like the grain and like where the grain was grown and how that changes the flavor profile. And so just her level of nerdiness when it came to this was just. It was next level. I, I appreciated it so much. Yeah. You have no idea. Big, oh, yeah. Biggest um, takeaway, though, for our listeners, like what's the one thing that maybe you learned throughout that process that you want to share with our listeners? Um, it was kind of mostly just to keep an open mind when you're drinking whiskey because I mean, you blending one whiskey, like even if it's something that you don't like, you can blend it with something else and try something new or try it with different Mm. types of water, distilled water versus, you know, reverse osmosis or whatever. Mm. And it, that could change the flavor profile or mineral water. So that just like the small changes in whiskey is like huge. And that just kind of blew my mind. Wow. You know what, you know what just blew my mind. I never thought about using like distilled water or mineral water to cut my whiskey. Well, you can't really drink distilled water. Yeah. You shouldn't, but I mean, mineral water and stuff like that. I was, when she was talking <laughs> yeah, about that, I nerd never, out too. Yeah. I never thought about it. Wait, that. so bring it, bring it down for me because I'm, I'm confused. You know, I'm not smart. So, distilled, distilled water, what does that mean exactly? I mean, don't, don't look at me. You have to look that up. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's a process so the way they make the water. It's just like yeah. you make the whiskey, right? So, you get this big pot of water and it's got like the funnel off the top mm. and you boil the water. And then, so just the steam comes up through the mm. pipe and then it condenses back down into a liquid. And so, you're just drinking that distillate of the water. Oh. And so, it'll leave all the minerals behind. 
So I do that a lot in the lab. I have a little water distiller I bought off of Amazon for like 50 bucks. So is it safe to consume? Is it safe to consume distilled water then? I mean, you're just drinking steam. Huh. Ah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They used like, oh, like I, I didn't really think about that. You so, know, you said wow. That. And so, is I mean, I guess is there what 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 was I the, haven't died yet. <laughs> <laughs> what what was the biggest difference though? I guess I mean, you know, I'm I'm trying to nerd out with you, but like, if you cut your whiskey with some of the distilled water versus the mineral water versus tap water, were there any noticeable differences? So I tried, not with the stuff she sent me, because it's precious, yeah. um, but with some of the other stuff that I have. With the Ichiro and that like, stuff, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, I did notice, like, going with, like, a mineral water almost. And this could just be, like, because I was looking for reasons, you know. I always take that into account. Um, it's like mineral water almost seemed sweeter um, versus, like, the distilled water. It would just taste like you know, water down whiskey. Um, hmm. but so it didn't add add to, to the flavor of your of your whiskey. Yeah, the yeah, distilled I think, water. I think that's also why Kentucky says that they have the best whiskey is because they have a very specific limestone um, aquifer that they pull their water from um, to make most of their, their whiskeys. Yeah. Uh, and huh. it's sweeter. And I think Jameson and Guinness actually do the same thing. They have a limestone quarry and they have high mineral content water that they use in their, in their booze. Huh. Huh. That's so interesting. That is, <laughs> that is very right? interesting. So yeah. is she bringing that program back or is that done? The last I heard she was, but um, I think there needs to be some changes in like shipping and things. Yeah. Um, so I think just like, I, I, I don't know for sure. I've yeah. not followed up with it in a while, but I, I know that the intent was she wanted to bring it back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Dope. We may have to try that. Yeah. That is crazy. So, yeah, so if she, if she does, it's definitely worth the price tag. I thought if you, if you'd like to nerd out on the back end of the whiskey stuff, like for sure. Um, she's got some great ways on like how to taste and, do the flavor profiles and, and stuff like that. So huh. um, I, I'd recommend it if you're a big whiskey nerd. Yeah. Sort of. Yes, we is. Yes. I so, so, so I have a question, two parts. Um, you can wrap it up in there. Uh, what's, what's the best tasting note you ever got? And what's the weirdest tasting note you ever got? Start with the weirdest. Cause I can think of that one off the top of my head is a uh, blue crab. I blue crab. was drinking blue crab. Which oh. one was that? I I have my tasting book. Yeah, you do. Wow. <laughs> what a bourbon um, nerd. <laughs> it has every episode that we've done in my tasting notes. Oh, that's and, dope. We got uh, the little sticker too. Yeah, so well that's how we do the review. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. how the sticker yeah. and then uh yeah, but I didn't know so, they were like. I, I know how how you pr- put it up when I'd see it. I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know it was a sticker you could actually keep to remind mm-hmm. you of what you got and everything. And that's pretty dope. You yeah, put so you put a lot of effort started, into this. And, you yeah, know, you put a lot of effort the back end stuff. I have a couple friends at work who are like, listen, what you need to do is just do like a blind box that you just like mm. offer people to do. And I was like, maybe this season I'll do a couple mystery. You blind boxes for patrons or something. Yeah, that's dope. Um, so that's something I'm trying to to work out. Okay, so it was Old Smoky Tennessee, uh, their blended whiskey, and I had on that one it was uh, ethanol, citrus, 
marmalade and blue crab. Oh wow, that's <laughs> that's a weird mix. <laughs> it was it was bizarre, but there was also like grits in there, and but it was sweet. What? Mm, it grits. Was, it was a very bizarre, yeah, stone it, ground a, grits. <laughs> so does that mean like yes. it was a lot of corny flavor? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like high corn flavor for sure. Oh wow. Oh, very I nice. think that's the that's the weirdest one. Um, let's see. I. What's the best one? I'm gonna roll through this real quick. <laughs> I get. I, I think another weird one. It wasn't necessarily a flavor or whatever, but a smell was like. I remember saying it smelled like shadows, <laughs> like the shadow at like. And I don't know how to explain that any better than that, but it's kind of like the smell after it rains, like that petrichor smell. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Again, man, I said that earlier. So whenever you think you're, you're where you're supposed to be, you realize there's levels to this. Bro, she's smelling shadows, fam. Shorty got superpowers. She's smelling Scooby-Doo fog. Yeah. <laughs> I would have got away with it with like, one of you pesky kids. <laughs> It's like I don't know that it's like one of those that's like for sure there, but it's like it's it's like a feeling, like a vibe you get, I guess. Wow. It's like, it's hey man, I'm, like I'm sending you a cake. I'm sending you a cake. Yeah, I mean, you need a cake. You need a cake. Um, let's see. Star fruit was a fun one. That was in Bren Ten. And then let's see. Bro. I don't know. There's a lot. Just usually a lot of caramel and pecan and yeah. caroline and yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah. Those yeah. are the typical yeah. ones. The basics. Banana yeah. Runts. Yeah. That's what I usually am. You know. The basics. Banana runs was a fun one. That was in Bren. So if you like banana runs, that's the one to go to. That one was really banana good. Banana runs. Yeah, like those little hard banana candies. Uh-huh, that you gotcha. Get in, like, gotcha. Little... Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. For your for your co-host though, for Mary Beth and Amber, is there is there a tasting note that you've noticed? Um, that they enjoy. So, like, if if you get a certain note on a on a whiskey and then you share it with them, you're like, oh, they're gonna like this. Yeah, since they're new so, new to whiskey. The sweeter stuff, I thought amber was gonna like more. So, like the bourbons and things, I thought amber for sure was gonna gravitate towards. Whereas, um, it's actually Mary Beth. Yeah, Mary so Beth. I, I said Mary Kate. Yeah, and Ashley it's, Nim. It's, it's one of those Marys. It's fine. Yeah. So, like, um, Mary Beth tends to gravitate more towards, like, the sweeter, like, um, cherry or caramel, whereas Amber will do, surprisingly, some of the spicier stuff. So, she prefers rye, and I thought that was going to be flipped completely. Mm. Huh, interesting. She, yeah. Yeah, so she likes more of, like, she really enjoyed, like, the grains of the Koval when we did the millet. She really liked um, those, the more complicated, spicier notes. But she doesn't like it spicy, so it has to have a really nice balance of sweet in there as well. Because if it's too spicy, then she doesn't like it. And she says her, her tongue is angry. Um, <laughs> but, so, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes it's just very confusing for Amber. And what but about proof? I, I, proof? I, it. There is no correlation going on here with any of us. Like sometimes the high proof stuff is like perfect. And yeah. then the low proof stuff, they're like, it hurts. Um, but then sometimes it's it's flipped. There's no rhyme or reason. Mm. I haven't found. Um, but then again, we try a lot of weird stuff. So it's, I try to find the bottles that not everybody's talking about on different podcasts and videos, you know? Right. So yeah. I, I started off doing some of the bigger names and now I'm trying to find the stuff that I haven't, I haven't seen a review for yet, you know? 
Um, so I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason. <laughs> and I, I love that you guys are an all woman podcast. Would you would you say that women inherently have a better palate than men? Like, I feel like we have to kind of hone our palates. And would you say that you guys have that more naturally? I don't. I don't think so. I. I I don't think it's a gender thing because I have known several guys who have, well, you know, obviously way better palates than, than I have or other female tasters. Um, I think it's more of just a <clears throat> experience thing. Um, and so I, while I don't have a ton of experience in whiskey, um, I am a huge foodie. And so I'll drink or eat just about anything once um, to the point where my husband and I used to have a game where he'd go to the grocery store and this is when we lived in Orlando. So we'd go to like, you know, the Chinese market or something and he would find the most random things to buy and he would just buy them and then tell me, cook it and see, see how it goes. And so we've, I mean, things like durian we we've ended up with. Oh, I heard that um, was a really smelly, smelly, smelly joint. Yes, it is. It smells awful, but it, it, it tastes okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm still not sold on that one. Um, like beef, beef tongue, and and heart, and I, I don't know, weird vegetables that I have forgotten. Probably most of them. Wow. But wow. a lot of like, a lot of wine tastings will come with those like charcuterie boards. Yeah. You know? And so you'll get all those little types of you know fruit on it, and the more posh places you go for wine tastings, <laughs> the the stranger the fruit plate is, and so you'll get the weird things like currants like the various types of currants and berries and and things um uh, apples i know you guys were making fun of me with my like eight different descriptions of apples (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, you were yeah you got that on your port though i was gonna take it to myself like you i mean you call it apples i've never heard of i remember that (laughs) no we we talked about that when we were guests on her podcast (laughs) right exactly yeah (laughs) exactly You know, um, you know, I'm, I was super curious about this one. So, you know, you, you know, you like, you know, your palate is amazing. And, you know, so what's most important to you? Is it the finish, the palate, the nose? Or, you know, so, so what's the, you know, as, as far as, you know, whenever you, you know, you drink your bourbon or your whiskey. So what's, you know, you know, what's the most important, you know, aspect of that tasting for you? I feel like it's probably the palate. And I feel like it only wins out minorly. Um, because I mean, you're drinking the whiskey to drink it and taste it, right? Yeah. Like, you're not going to just be sitting there sniffing it. And if it smells amazing, but tastes yeah. like crap, you're not going to want to drink it. Yeah. Um, you'll probably bear with the smell if it smells like crap, but tastes good. You might bear with it a little bit longer. Yeah. And then, you know, the finish is just kind of like that cherry on top, you know? Yeah. That finish like, is If it has me, a real man. nice yeah. finish, yeah. it just puts it, it, it puts a good whiskey Exactly, top. man. That slow burn, man. I like it. Nice. Yes, sir. So, you know, this is season 10 in NIM, right? And hopefully you've been tuning in. And tonight you are NIM. So we have this new segment that we call, What Does NIM Think? All right? Okay. And so we have, a, a, of course, a category picked out specifically for you around tasting notes. And so- Terrified. You should be terrified because this is this may be the most challenging that we've had, actually. How you like them apples? How you like them apples? <laughs> so, so I, I have <laughs> I have eight tasting notes or things that you might taste in a whiskey potentially, 
And I want to see if you can, if you've had this tasting note and if you can pinpoint which whiskey you've actually had it in. All right. Is that, all right. Is that fair? Well, that's fair. We'll see how the memory is working today. <laughs> all right. So, so, we, so we're going to start you out pretty easy, pretty simple. All right. Let's go with everybody's favorite spice cinnamon. Mm. So give us a whiskey okay. that you so, can recall you got cinnamon. Um, well, I mean, you guys, obviously, hey, the no. Bainbridge has uh, a cinnamon note in there. H-E. And then H-E. that's more of a, like, um, like a, like a, like an actual cinnamon, like a cinnamon stick. Yeah. And then, um, let's see. Is it? That's not piggyback. Hold on. It was, um. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Dang, she's going through her book. She's going through the Rolodex. I, I came prepared. The Berber desk. <laughs> she brought her notes for the is, test. I need a Rolodex. Yeah, it's like an open book one. test. Um, <laughs> Which I still didn't do And too then, uh, <laughs> Bib and Tucker. There it is. Bib and Tucker. Like I said, I have a hard time with like the short term memory. Um, so, Bib and Tucker had a um, more of like a uh, like a a candy hearts cinnamon, like a candy cinnamon. Oh, oh wow. not like a cinnamon stick, but a candy cinnamon. Right. Okay. Not like the powdered cinnamon you put on French toast. But yeah. Like yeah. The candy the red hearts. Yeah. I love mm. that. By the way, Bib and Tucker sounds like a, a cop show, like a detective really? show. Yeah. Like dun, 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 dun. Bib and Tucker <laughs> on today's episode. I'm like a law firm. <laughs> all right. We're, we're still giving you the softball stuff. All right, Amanda. <clears throat> all right. So softball nutmeg. Nutmeg. Mm. It's like a spelling bee. <laughs> Can you use an infinite? <laughs> <laughs> this whiskey tastes like nutmeg. <laughs> country of origin. America. Can you sound it out, please? I feel like Ooh, New Red yes. Single Barrel definitely had a nutmeg. Note in there somewhere. Oh. Mm. Uh, pardon me, but it only looks like a little bit of ankles in that bottle. Like, <laughs> yeah. Listen. Yeah. Uh, this I mean, was. I mean, that's down to, to the soles of the feet. <laughs> that's a crowd favorite. <laughs> this was the special female whiskey society. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Hey. okay. So I. Uh, Those hokas need new trade. <laughs> hey, it, in the words of Mortal Kombat, like, finish, finish him. <laughs> I, mean, a sip. I know. All right. I'm the worst, like so many of these. And by the way, I mean, this is for our listeners too. I mean, you you are listening to a master, right? right? Amanda from Blind Drams is a master. So so if you like cinnamon and whiskey, Mm -hmm. you go get the two things that she just talked about. Well, one of them's a dodo. Yeah. Go get the bib and tucker. Yeah. Um, The nutmeg, (laughs) if you like nutmeg, go get. Yep. The new riff joint, new right? Riff. All right. Single and, How about, and, and write this stuff down or rewind it and listen and write it down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put on pause. <laughs> All right, we're going we're gonna to step you up a little bit, but I still think you got something for this. What about raisins? Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. So I, I mean, yeah. anyway. This ain't I mean, about, I mean, this ain't about little, you. I, mean, I know it's not about me, but you know, I'm saying, I mean, can we have a little banter? You got to get, you got to give up the sunlight, Drake. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Bear Gulch. Oh. Oh. I've never seen that. Yeah, that's a... Is um, that a Tennessee whiskey? That's a black-owned brand, right? No, this one is... Women. Women. I mean, technically, but it's sketch. Um, (laughs) Okay. She said it's it's, sketch. (laughs) Um, Technically, but it's run by, like, a white guy, and so there's, like, some, like, weird... There's some weirdness in there. Uh, Ah, yeah, okay. We'll we'll leave it at that for now. But um, I think this is out of Montana, 
And oh. so Birdie was a um, a black slave who uh, bought her freedom, I believe, and mm. went to Montana. And she was a bootlegger out there. And so they used mostly her recipe for this. And this is one of my favorites because it's so weird. Like, this is the weirdest whiskey that I have. And it definitely has a raisin note in there. But it also has, like, this, like, old... It, no, no one likes this, but but me. Uh, and by no one, I mean Amber and Mary Beth. Um, and let me pull this up. I had it in there, and so it it definitely like favors itself like a moonshine. So it has that like high like ethanol acetone whatever, but it has this like musty note in that I love. Like Rick House, um, right? Yes. Yeah, so that it's like that dusty, wet that dusty. wood. Yeah, that feel dusty, to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, this one is kind of like an old book. Uh, taste to it, which you know oh, makes it, sense it, that you, you know, that, yeah, you, you, you know, know. Remember, yeah, take tastes it to, like an old book. Take yeah. it to the archives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that, <laughs> I mean, you were, yeah, you're working wrap myself so. in it. So, yeah. if you like raisins, tell tell us the name of that bottle one more time. Yeah, so it's uh, Saint Liberty. It's by Saint Liberty, and it's Birdie's Bear Gulch. Birdie's um, Bear Gulch. And is it straight like, bourbon whiskey? Straight bourbon whiskey. Okay. And what's the proof on that? Yeah. The proof is eighty-seven. 87. Okay. Well, okay. We may have the check for that. Montana. Montana whiskey. Yeah. Wow. It is it's a it's a strange one. So don't go drinking it thinking it's going to be a daily sip or anything. It's it's bizarre, but I think it's definitely earned a spot on the shelf. It 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 fits in weird in a nice way with like a lot of the stranger like musty weeded bourbons. Stranger oh, things. Okay. Yeah. Not, it has it has there. its nuances. Mm. All right, how about this yeah. one? How about this one? I feel like there's a lot of whiskey drinkers who chase this note, but I've never personally gotten it. Okay. And I don't know that I know anybody who actually has gotten it So and, and said they've gotten, gotten it. it. So, chocolate. chocolate. Oh, chocolate. I've got a okay. malt. I had one. But yeah. you've got yeah. malt? Yeah, you know, you know, like the, the, the Whopper. Whoppers? Yeah. Oh, okay. The chocolate but you got the you got the crunch on the inside, yeah, right? I mean, like, inside. just to, like, to, like chocolate. Yeah. He means so, sexual chocolate. I, she's, I, she's, I've, I've gotten she, it. She's I got going it into before, a bottle. But I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. I got oh. it before. All right, here we go. Here we go. So, Brenton, I have on the palate, I have that it's jammy and marmalade-like, but it also has, like, an oaky, rich flavor and then a chili chocolate. Like oh, a, so like, like a hot chocolate. Like a hot, yeah, like a spicy chocolate. Oh, oh. Mm, okay, Brand 10, where do you where do you get that? Where, I mean, we know nothing about On their website. That's a malt whiskey, have, right? Um, is that a whiskey? This is, it's a French whiskey. Oh. Um, so this is the one, it's made by Allison Park, and she's an ex-New York ballerina who went to France, and then she makes her whiskey out of a cognac factory oh. and uses the Limousin wine barrels uh, that are like toasted, I believe. Yeah. Uh, to make, which is why it's so light, um, to make her whiskey. And so you have a lot of the French process of winemaking, but they make whiskey instead. And it's just, it's, it's so weird. And so Bren is actually the first episode that we did on yep. Blind Drams because it's such an easy drinker. It's about 60 bucks a bottle. I remember that for one. Bren, and then about 80 for, I think, the Bren 10, last I checked. Dope. That is real dope. All right, last one. And because it's now October, I can't believe it's October already. I mean, it's insane. Oh, yeah. Birthday it's season right around the corner, baby. Oh. <laughs> and obviously we know that, you know, October, it's Halloween, and there's this huge debate mm-hmm. about whether or not candy corn is actually 
trash or garbage, garbage, right? Or it or is great, garbage. It's garbage. Yeah. And I'm curious, have Doodle. you ever gotten candy corn as a tasting note on a whiskey? Dickle. <laughs> dickle. I knew dickle was going to come from somewhere. Um, I I don't know that I've ever gotten candy corn as a note, hmm. but. I detest candy corn. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I, so if you ever got that on the palate, you'd be like, oh, this is disgusting. This is trash. This is trash. Garbage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, let me just, look at some of my pictures I got here. Just burn your distillery down. No, it's okay. If you, if you haven't gotten it, I was just curious because, there, you know, obviously the debate has started on on social media. So Yeah, man, that whole pumpkin thing, you know what I'm saying? Oh, pumpkin oh spice? I know she's gotten pumpkin spice on yeah, something. Yeah, sure, right? yeah. I have a lot of, like, winter spice, but I don't know that I have any pumpkin spice. Mm. But, I mean, the pumpkin spice is literally everything but the pumpkin flavor. So right, right. Cinnamon, the nutmeg, mace, whatever yeah. you put in your pumpkin. It's basically like pie so, spice. Yeah, it's like it would be the same as like those winter spices. So like mm-hmm. Chattanooga whiskey, one eleven has a lot of that like Christmas spice um, in there. They're they're heavy spice. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. speaking of raisins, I got Jefferson's Ocean has golden raisins as a note that I have in my mm. my book here. Oh, oh, the golden, not the California raisins, the <laughs> golden, <laughs> golden, not, the, not them little dancing raisins, <laughs> the Utah yeah. raisins, little sultanas. <laughs> dope. Well, Amanda, you did a great job with that. And for our listeners, if you want some of these tasting notes, I would take Amanda's perspective on that. So well done. What does Nim think? Nim knows a lot about tasting notes. Nim knows what's popping. Is there... Yo, so so tell the listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you, and how to find your podcast. This has been great. This has been great. Yeah, so our podcast is uh, called Blind Rams, and it's on, should be on any of the podcasting sites that you can get it on. So Apple and, and Spotify, all that. And then we're at Blind Rams on Instagram and at Blind underscore Drams on Twitter. Um, we're not there too much. Instagram seems to be much easier. Um, I think... <laughs> Those are the, the two, um, and uh, yeah, they're pretty easy to find, or you can email me at blindgrams uh, at gmail.com, and so I'm pretty responsive on the emails there. And I got your cell number now. Ooh. Uh-oh. I got the yeah. digits. I got Uh-oh. the digits. A little shameless stunt. Uh-oh. Okay. Better than DMs. What? Yo, Amanda, thanks for coming through and hanging out with us and giving us a little palate class and everything. Yeah, I wish man, it was awesome, man. Good to see you. Good to no, see you. Thanks. Yeah, man. That's always my pleasure. Awesome. That'll wrap up when you're ready, B. Amanda's dope, man. Blind Dram's is dope, man. One of my favorite shows. <laughs> I put it in queue every single week that yeah. they record yeah. and I actually listen. So, listen, list followers, stay black. Um, drink your, dr- bland, your drams blind <laughs> and keep it brown. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah.